guys, welcome to week one of a series we are calling Wake Up, all right? Hey, so this morning, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do some old-fashioned sword drills, all right? If you don't know what a sword drill is, it's your Bible, okay? And I am going to uh, circulate a verse here on the screen, and the first person to find it, stand up, and start reading it will be the winner, and will receive a game card for their efforts. Now, if you only have your phone, you can use version. all right? You can't, but you have to have the books. No, it's not. It's the same thing, man. You have to have the books in the same, uh, you can't have them in alphabetical order, all right? You have to have them in the order that the Bible is, all right? So there are two options when you go to the table of contents uh, on version. all right? So here we go. We're going to run some sword drills. So first things first, Let's get our first one on the screen, and Psalm 1-1, find it and be the first to stand. Hey, if you need a Bible, raise your hand, Steve will get you one. Nice, Psalm 1-1, all right, if you have a phone, Steve's going to pass you a paper Bible, and you have to play with that from here on out, all right? We're even in the playing fields. We're even in the playing fields. Yes, you have to use paper Bible now. All right, Jeffrey. I can see, like, I will, I will, yeah, we're, we're not dumb. Okay, here we go. And Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16. Stand up and say it. Just start reading it. Start reading it. He had you beat, Preston. Go ahead, go ahead, Henry. He had you beat. I think we lost it. I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes the Jews. All right, good job. Henry, nice job. All right, now grab your Bible by the spine and hold it up over your head. All right, this is our starting position for sword drills, okay? Grab your Bible by the spine so your fingers can't get in there. Flip it, Maddie. There you go. All right, here we go. Now, once I, once I say it, you can pull it down and start looking. Revelation 3.20. Revelation 3.20. As soon as you get it, stand up and start reading it. That was not Revelation 3.20. That's it. That's it. Good job, Emma. Good job, Emma. All right, I got three more. Three more. Keep going. Up above, by the spine. Hold them up. Have a seat. And stand up and start shouting it. Lucas, sit. Jude one twenty two, Jude one twenty two. Wait, it's right before brothers show mercy mixed with fear, hating even their clothing stained by the corruption. Good job, Seth. Nice job. You almost beat a leader, Seth. Good job. All right, I got two more. Hezekiah 3.17. Hezekiah 
Yes, Seth? What? Oh, you don't have it? Seth, what'd you say, buddy? Say it. Say it one more time. It does not exist. Hezekiah is not a real book. I tricked you all. Ha-ha! Hezekiah is a real person, and so it sounds right, but he's not a book. All right, last one. Hey, the winner of this one, run up here to me, okay? Psalm 63.1. Come here, come here, come here. You got it? Read it, read it, read it. Good job, good job, good job. Stay here, Levi. Yeah, come here, come here, come here. All right. You don't want to read it? I'll read it from your Bible. All right, ready? Stay here, though. I'm going to give it back to you. Okay, listen. This is the last one. I want you guys to hear the words of this psalm. Ready? That was the last one. So good job, everybody. Congrats. But here's this one. This is going to kind of kick our lesson off. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. It says, Earnestly I seek you. My soul, it, it, it thirsts for you. And so what I wanted to do is if you still have Psalm 63, 1 open, which I believe uh, there's a slide for that, Alec. Um, I want you to ask yourselves right now this question. As it says, I earnestly seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. The question that I have for you guys this morning is, would this be how you characterize and categorize your relationship and walk with the Lord. That you earnestly seek him, that your flesh faints, your soul thirsts. Because here's my guess, is that's not actually the case. My guess is you come to church, you know, maybe you brought your Bible, maybe Steve got you a Bible from another room. Maybe you just have the Bible app installed on your phone, but this is the first time you've opened it in seven days or longer. And my question is, I think most of you would know that the Bible is important, that it's important to read God's word, so much so that I actually think it kind of looks like, like, well, I don't know, like this video clip. Go ahead and take a look at this video clip.
See, that's what they needed was lip balm. Now listen, uh, as we look at that verse, Psalm 63, my, my, your word is like a uh, thirst in the desert, right? Like I earnestly seek you, my soul thirsts for you. Just imagine if your soul was as thirsty for God's word as those other two guys in the three amigos there, right? My experience is that in most cases, that's, that's not probably how you would characterize and categorize your life. Another verse I want to show to you, it's in the book of James. And James was actually the brother of Jesus, which is just kind of a fun and interesting fact. So imagine what your brother would have to do to convince uh, yourself that he is the Messiah, right? So that's the, the experience we have here with James. James says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So there's a promise that if your soul thirsts, if your flesh faints, if your heart longs for the Lord, that he will also draw near to you. It's a promise, all right? If you do this, he will do this. And so what I want to do is I want to also let you guys know and show you uh, about a week ago, I put on our Instagram stories a series of polls, and I'm going to use them now against you. Um, I asked you guys on these polls, all right? I said, I'm curious if any of these are true of you, just let us know yes or no. And so I said, hey, do you read the Bible every day? Yes or no? And uh, 78% of the people that are our audience on Instagram said no. I said, do you pray every day? And this one's very encouraging. 84% versus 16% said, yes, yes, I do pray every day. Uh, this one said, I often feel distant from God. And this one was split. So 45% said yes, 55% said no. So that's, that's good, I guess. Uh, this one said, I have fasted before. And fasted is you, you abstain from eating for a period of time or you may fast from something else. Like you could do a media fast or a cell phone fast or something like that. And so um, 34% said yes, but 66% said no. Uh, I wish I knew the Bible better. This is actually 100%, all right? The no was a slip, okay? Um, so 100% of our audience said, I wish I knew the Bible better. And then finally... I wish I prayed more, 89% said yes and 11% said no. So just based off a quick kind of informal poll, uh, 50 to 100 kind of responses, the majority says, I wish I was closer to God. I wish I read my Bible more. I wish I prayed more. Here's what's interesting to me on this one, which says, I wish I knew the Bible better, but yet we compare it to this one, which says, I read the Bible every day. There seems to be a gap there. All right, there seems to me that's like, I have a desire for this, but I'm not doing anything about it. And so I'm not trying to like make anybody feel bad or, or anything like that. It's really honestly not my point, my purpose. But I think as people, as Christians, we, we want this thing. We want to know God's word better. Yet there's a disconnect that he's given us this life-giving source and we are not spending time with it. All right, so here's what I'm gonna have you guys do, all right? Um, I have a slide and I'm going to ask you for, uh, to, to make a decision, okay? You can't waffle, you can't pick one or the other, you have to choose one. Uh, what is the primary reason in your life, Alec, can you hit that slide for me? The primary reason why you don't spend time in God's word, all right? So if you, for you, would say it's a lack of motivation, 
then I want you under that rear TV. I don't know why I wrote read. All right, I want you under that rear TV. If you would say the reason you don't spend time in God's word is because you feel like you lack a skill or an understanding, I want you over by this poster wall. And if you just say, I'm just too busy, then I want you over here on this gray wall. All right, so everybody is gonna choose one. What's your main reason, the main thing that keeps you from doing it? Be honest, all right? So everyone stand up and let's move. Where is it in your life that you would say is the primary reason? The primary reason. So we have lack of motivation, we have lack of skill, and we have too busy. Lack of motivation, too busy. So hey, if you are lack of motivation, try and uh, squeeze under that TV, and if you are too busy, try and get clearly up against that wall, because there's a, a, a blurring right there. So Preston, Gibson, Seth, which way are you? Yeah, I, don't, I want you to choose one, okay? I want you to choose one. All right, thank you, sweet. Okay, so here's one thing I find incredibly fascinating. Nobody chose this one. Nobody chose this one. Jordan, you have the mic. Nobody chose this one. So someone raise their hand and tell me why you feel like, and don't, you don't, it's not arrogant or cocky. I'm just, as a youth pastor, I feel like it's my job to help educate you on the Bible and stuff, and no one said that they feel like they lack skill or understanding. You don't technically need skill to read the Bible. Okay. Do you ever read it and get confused by it, though? Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so, but you still don't feel like that keeps you from it? It's more lack of motivation? What do you say? We can all read. You can all read? We can all read. Yeah, but you didn't, like, for example, you didn't know Hezekiah wasn't a book of the Bible, right? Stuff like that. That's what I'm trying to get at. So, yeah, you can read it, but there's some nuance to reading the Bible. Anyone over here have a, an explanation for why you didn't pick that far wall? Anyone? Okay. Now, let me hear from... Some of you, who, who is a brave soul who wants to say, I lack motivation? Why? You will? Yeah, um, because I usually like to do it in the morning, but sometimes I just am like, I have better things. I know that sounds really bad, but like, I can no, be doing you're being other honest. things. So. Better things? Okay, were you going to say something? Other things. Other um, things. I normally just do it like during the day, but I read my Bible, I just don't like study it. Okay. What's the difference in your mind between those two things? Like, I just look at it, and I memorize it, and I don't, like, understand what it means. I just read it, and I'm like, okay, Okay, all right. Anyone else on this wall have anything different from that? Or is that pretty much, you'd say, those two things sum me up? Okay, all right. Now, how about you guys? Too busy. Let me hear from you busy people. Preston. I'm really busy at night, and I barely have any time to read the Bible, especially since my parents make me go to bed. Hey, you guys just don't even want to do it. Which one's better? <laughs> They're like making him feel bad. Oh, uh-huh. All right, thanks, Preston, for being honest. Don't mind these rude people over here. Any... Too busy. I have a lot of homework. I have softball a lot, and I have tumble in and gym. Okay. How many of you can relate to what she just said? Like, maybe not those specific things, but like some sort of busyness. Okay, all right, yeah, hey, listen, this is a safe place, so stop being a turd. All right, everyone, go ahead and have a seat. Go ahead, have a seat, have a seat. I'm having a great day. All right, now, before we, we, before we, before we turn a corner into our next thing, uh, we're going to play another round of hot seat, all right? So this is where I randomly pull up one of your leaders, 
And then we're going to put a minute timer. You got the timer back there, right? Well, it, I chopped it, so it works. Okay. So we're going to pull up one of your leaders, and then we're going to pause that bad boy, though. And we're going to ask a round of questions. All right. So here we go. And your leader that we're going to see up here is Jeremy. Come on down, sir. I have a, a hot seat for you right here. And I have a microphone. Make sure I give you the student ministry microphone and not the in the auditorium microphone. It's not working. It's not working. I'm just oh, no. kidding. It's not working. All right. Ready? They're going to hit play when I say go on that minute timer. And right here are going to be just a round of rapid fire questions. Keep that mic close. And you're going to answer them. Are you ready? Are you ready? I think so. Okay. All right. Pull that mic close so they can hear All you. All right. Here we go. Go, Alec. Apple or Android? Apple. Okay. Favorite fast food restaurant? Chick-fil-A. Chipotle. What's your most embarrassing moment? When? Huh? When? When what? When? Which? Which time? I don't, I don't know. Pick I, one. Pick one. Real many. quick. Uh, I can't think of one off. Okay. Know. All right. Favorite Bible translation? Uh, ESV. ESV. Favorite Avenger? Uh, Spider-Man. No, no, it's it's Iron Man for sure. Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. Mac or PC? Mac. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. I doubled up. All right, ready? Here we go. Your go-to coffee shop order. Uh, uh, coffee. Light just, roast. Just regular yep. light roast coffee. Okay, last one. Try to Fortnite dance. Oh, yeah. All right, give it up for Jeremy. Nice job. Nice job. Jeremy, I saw some sweat glistening on your brow. Was the seat very hot? All right, so just a reminder, we are, uh, we're doing that every week uh, with your leaders until we cycle through them, and then we'll throw some new questions or something like that. But anyway, uh, it's just kind of a fun little break. Hey, if you have your Bible, or I also, this is a version plan, so I just want to remind you that you can follow along on version. save the event, you can get back to it later. Uh, I want to have you turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6, okay? Ephesians chapter 6, just real quick. Uh, we're going to look at Ephesians 6, but then we're going to kind of go backwards and look at some of the explanation of what happened here uh, with the Apostle Paul. So I'm going to read through this real fast, and then I actually have a video clip that I think helps illustrate this, and we'll do that in just a minute, okay? So Ephesians 6, 14 through 17, follow along with me. Here we go. Here's what Paul says. He says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes put on uh, the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So this sword of the spirit idea, I want to point out here that what I just read through is what's called the armor of Christ. All right. The armor of, of salvation. And so if you've been in church for a long time, you've probably heard these before. You've probably acted them out in, in children's church, okay? But I want to explain to you why this is very important in your spiritual life. And right here specifically, take up the sword of the Spirit. I have a quick video clip. Go ahead, roll it.
All right, so if you've seen Avengers Endgame, you know that that's the first time anyone else, get off that slide, Alec. This is the first time that anyone else has ever been able to wield Thor's hammer. And what I want you guys to hear this morning is the word of God is not like Thor's hammer, where it's exclusive only to pastors and it's exclusive only to missionaries. But instead, you, as a seventh grader, as an eighth grader, you can wield the sword of the spirit in your life, okay? So let me walk through this verse real fast. Um, If you have a Bible and you have a pen, I wanna encourage you guys, I'm gonna have you underline some different stuff or you can take notes. But as we go, these are the different like character traits of the different armors of God, right? So Paul says, stand your ground, do so how? By putting on the belt of truth, okay? Put on the belt of truth. What else does he go on to say? He says, the body armor of God's righteousness. So as a follower of Christ, be known about truth, be known about your righteousness, your right doing, the things that you do that are right, the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. So what he's meaning here, and in other translations, this is in the NLT, but in other translations, he says, the shoes with readiness of the gospel. And the gospel literally comes from the word in, in the Greek, good news. So if you were in big church today, you heard Pastor Brad talk about being ready and willing to go and share your faith and let people know who don't have a walk or a relationship with Jesus, let them know about the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So be fitted with a belt of truth, a breastplate of righteousness, and shoes that are ready to tell others about him. All right, we're gonna keep chugging along. In addition to all of these things, hold up the shield of faith. Why? What's the shield of faith do for us? How do we get there? It's to what? It's to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Satan, who is a tempter, Satan who wants to see you trip up, your defense against it is to hold up the shield of faith. Because these arrows are coming at you fast and furious. Guys, you have a million voices coming into your life every day through advertising, marketing, your cell phones, what's on TV, the friends that you're at school with, even what your parents have to say. And these fiery arrows, Satan can use them to tempt you and to trip you up. And they're so often and they come so much, but hold up that shield of faith to stop those fiery arrows. And then put on salvation as a helmet. And finally, take up the sword of the Spirit. And that's what we looked at. But here's what I want to do. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And so here's, here's why I want to take this the next way. If we go back three chapters, Paul gives a declaration. Paul gives an exhortation, if you will, a command to the Ephesian people. And I want to walk you through what that looks like. So if you are in your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Ephesians 3. 1 through 15, all right? It's just like two pages probably before. Uh, If you're on your phone, you can just flip back a couple. And I wanna walk you through what Paul is saying here, all right? So here's what, I'll read it all and then we'll walk through it. So Paul says, when I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ for the benefit of you Gentiles, skip into verse three, as I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. And as you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now, now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and his holy prophets. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to underline God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. So God himself 
revealed his mysterious plan to who? To Paul. And so if God has this mysterious plan, remember back to our poll, I wish I knew the Bible better. 100% of you. I wish I knew the Bible better. God has revealed that mysterious plan to somebody. He revealed it to the apostle Paul. And so Paul, as he's writing this to the Ephesians, but also true to us, God has revealed himself to his mysterious plan. And how do we gain access to this mysterious plan? Look at verse four. As you, what? As you read. God has revealed his mysterious plan about Jesus, about faith, about salvation. He's revealed it to Paul. And here is how you obtain and understand and look at that plan. You read. Guys, God has left a, a massive thing, this Bible of 66 books on this earth for us. It is what we call God's word. And you have the ability and opportunity to read it. Let me point out to you that several thousand years ago, if you wanted to hear from God, you had to literally hear the voice of God or you had to go and talk to an apostle or a prophet the, the, the printing press didn't make the word of God available to all of us. For heaven's sakes, we have it on our phones, like in your pocket all day long. You have access to read the word of God. And as you read, what will happen? I've written so that you will what? Understand. Back to our question. I wish I knew the Bible better. How? Well, if you read what Paul has written, you will understand you will get to know it better. Yes, you've had your hand up a bunch. So, say you have a, like, say you're in second grade and you have a, like, mixed grade level Bible. Uh-huh. And you read it so you don't quite understand the words. Yeah. Uh, when you say that, like, will you eventually understand the words? What do you mean by that? I think that uh, for everyone in here, none of us are in second grade. So I think all of you are in a spot where you can understand what's written. I think when you're in second grade, and even honestly now, when you come across something you understand, I, w- I said this last week, I want to encourage you to be curious. If you read something, don't just take it and be like, oh, okay, that's just a Bible word. Like, come and bring it to me or your small group leader or your mom and dad and be like, what in the world does this Bible word mean? All right? And so when you're in second grade, you're probably going to be doing that a lot more. But once you move up into junior high and high school, Guys, if you just take what the Bible says and you don't ask questions, how are you going to understand it? You see what I'm saying? That's kind of like what you were saying, Ella, right? Like I read it, but I don't really get anything out of it. Like I can check a box and say the words went through my eyeballs and into my brain, but I was thinking about other things while it was happening and I get done. I can't really tell you what I read. And so as you read, go slow. Read for depth. Don't like, I think one of the big thing that plagues us is we all get this New Year's resolution idea. Like I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. What you're doing in February 22nd is you're reading seven chapters of Deuteronomy and that's easy to gloss over. I wanna challenge you guys, read for depth. Read to nurture your heart and your soul so that you can uh, understand what has been written. Good question though, okay? Let's continue on going. God did not reveal this message of the gospel to previous generations. So this is a new thing that Paul in this time was writing. This is new and you can understand it now, right? But now... By his spirit, by Christ's spirit, which let me take you back to Genesis 6, this right here, this uh, spirit, right? We get the sword of the spirit. So by Christ's spirit, the sword of the spirit, God's word, 
we can come to understand this message. And so he, he gave it and revealed it to his holy apostles, which by the way, any book written in the New Testament had to be written by an apostle. So this mystery, sorry, my watch started talking. This mystery, which was revealed to apostles is written down in the books and pages of the New Testament for you to help understand. And so here's my thing. I think as I look at, um, can you pa- help me pass these out? One to everybody. You can use like Nick and Scott. Um, as I look at where you guys stood, not one person said, I lack understanding and skill. So what you lack is motivation and what you lack is time. Let me push back on both of those things for just a minute. Uh, hey, uh, Derek, I think there's a pen box right in front of you. Can you make sure? Uh, yeah, can you circulate pens? I think everybody, I think everybody in here uh, probably has the ability to find time and probably has the ability to become motivated to read God's word. And so here's what I want to challenge you guys with. I'm passing out a card. Don't fill it out if you're not going to do it, okay? But I think that if you guys spend the next 30 days trying to read God's word consistently and with the motivation to understand it, that your lives and your heart can truly be changed by him. So let me give you guys real quick three ways that you can complete this 30-day challenge. Alec, I think I have a slide up there. Do I? Three ways. All right, perfect. Number one, in our U version, um, in the, the event for today, I linked a 30-day Bible reading plan. All right? You don't have to use it, but it's just a suggestion. A 30-day Bible reading plan, it's on your phone every day. You can set reminders and alerts to get alerted by it. Number two is our TOG journal. So we have in your small group rooms, we have a thing called a grow box. And inside that grow box, you can get a 14-day time alone with God or TOG journal. And you pick what you read and you highlight three thoughts from that journal. And then in two weeks, you bring that back and you swap it out for a second one with your small group leader. You and your small group leader can handle that entire thing, okay? The third thing that you can do is you can sign up for our 30-day community cohort. And so what I mean by that is we have created a group me and we've linked it via our version plan that you uh, can be live in right now. And if you want to sign up for that, all we're going to do is we're going to try and send out messages every day encouraging you to continue on in this commitment. All right. You probably need to pick one or two as your actual plan. And then three is just a way to continually be encouraged on and on as we go through these next 30 days. Now, listen, some, not all your group is here today, right? Like I get all that, okay? But if you want to take this 30-day plan, I want you to sign up, all right, on that card. And as you leave, just uh, leave that in the middle of your table and I'll come by and pick it up. If you don't want to, no judgment, all right? No one's going to judge you or be mad at you for not doing it. But I think that if we as a youth group commit to reading God's word, we can see incredible things happen. And that desire for us to get to know the Bible better, this will be the, the first step, step number one in that direction, all right? Let me pray for you, and then you guys are gonna break and discuss this more in your small groups. Lord, thank you for today and for your word and for revealing these mysteries of the gospel to your holy apostles and prophets. And Lord, help us to realize the incredible privilege we have, that we have your word at our fingertips to read and to understand and to know and to learn. Help us not to take that for granted. Lord, we love you and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right, guys, head to your group. <laughs>